1: This, this, this. Put a microphone on the crew chief. Is the Rich Eisen Show. Make the umpires explain that they're reviewing something. The Rich Eisen Show. When a host always talks about something over and over and over again, saying, this should happen, this needs to happen, and then it does. Major League umpires will conduct in-park announcements during the replay review process. Earlier
0: on the show, Basketball Hall of Famer, Bill Walton. NFL Films Senior Producer, Greg Cosell. Coming up, Basketball Hall of Famer, Julius Irving. And now... It's Rich
1: Eisen. Our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Lots of conversation uh, or at least talk about the NCAA tournament weekend with Bill Walton in our number one. If you missed it, it was an instant classic. Um, I'll just read out. I guess was this you or TJ who tweeted this out in the middle of the conversation.
2: Nah, TJ, we both were tweeting. All right,
1: about it. Um in the middle of the conversation, um, he had already mentioned so far the history of the Carolina and Kansas. The War of 1812, Jamba Juice, Dinner in the French Quarter, Chocolate Peanut Butter Love is his favorite flavor of Jamba Juice. Mookie Blaylock, he mentioned. Also mentioned Bob Pettit, who he's having lunch with right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, if you missed any of it, you got to check it out. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Dr. J, Julius Irving will be on the program an hour Number three, 204 Rich is the number to dial throughout the show. I want to hear from Duke fans. What 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 uh, what retort will you have? Are you, you need to practice this because at some point Duke and Carolina will play again, and they're going to play again, and can play again. And ESPN will be all over it, you know, because it'll be a big game, no doubt about it. It could be one versus two. It's any point, right? It could be, and it could be for the regular season ACC title. It could wind up being in the ACC championship game. It'll be big. And at some point, you know, you could say, hey, we beat you in North Carolina. And then they can come back over the top or off the top rope, to use the WrestleMania phrase. And um, and then what's your answer? What do you got back? I just need to hear that. 844-204-RICH. Number you can practice on me. Uh, I'll be more than happy to help you. It's a public service. Um, Overreaction Monday coming up uh, on this program. And um, somebody's lurking amongst the uh, Dogwood and Azaleas. And we'll talk about all that. On this program, but at three weeks from Thursday, there will be a placing of the Jacksonville Jaguars on the clock in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the first ever Las Vegas-centric draft. Las Vegas-hosted draft, the NFL draft. I'll be there for NFL Network and one of the best in the business looking at tape, looking at film, and evaluating from NFL film senior producer Greg Cosell here back on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Greg? Rich, how are you? I am great. I can't wait. I'm very excited. Look, I, and I know that people are like, well, quarterbacks aren't atop the draft, so on and so forth, And uh, but uh, there are some big-time players. Who's the best player in the draft that you see, uh, you oh. think?
3: <laughs> what do you got for me? I'm, I'm not good at that stuff, Rich. Um, I think you could make a case for, uh, in this particular draft, Um I think Ahmad Gardner probably fits into that conversation. Um, Or I guess we should say Sauce Gardner. Yes, sir. Um, Yeah, uh, I mean, I I particularly like Evan Neal as as the best left tackle prospect. Maybe he fits into that category. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think Aiden Hutchinson will be a really good player. I don't know if he's a special player. Um, So, yeah, that's it's. That's a hard question. Okay. I don't. know. I don't do a board, so I don't think of it in those terms. No,
1: understood. I, I get you. Um, I guess then. In, I guess safest and things of that nature are the words that that are used. But it's all an evaluation when it's said and done. What is your evaluation of Kayvon Thibodeau? Greg
3: um, I think Thibodeau a good prospect. I don't think he's special. The thing that would would concern might be too strong a word. But when I think of pass rushers, normally I think that one trait I would like to see really outstanding pass rushers have is the ability to as we say clear the arc and then flatten and close to the quarterback. He's a little tight-hipped and he struggles at times to kind of flatten once he once the attacks the outside edge of offensive tackles. So he, in, very, in many ways, Rich, he reminded me of a 20 pounds lighter, Jadavian Clowney. And obviously Clowney came out as the consensus number one pick, and Clowney will now be likely with his 15 by the age of 28, and the reason that's the case is because he's not a premium-edge pass rusher, because premium-edge pass rushers are not with their 15 by the time they're the age of 28 because it's such an important position in the NFL. So Thibodeau reminded me a little bit of Clowney with his traits and his skill set. And just that that ability to bend and be flexible when you attack the high side of offensive tackles. He just did not flatten the way you'd like someone to when you think of the Von Millers of the world. Those guys who are truly special edge rushers. So when you you
1: look at the Jaguars and all the moves that they've made in free agency um, and all the moves that they've made since the uh, beginning uh, uh, of the The uh, non-playing season, as we call it in the NFL, you you can basically say they're going to go with an edge rusher, they're going to go with a a pass rusher first overall, and there's Trayvon Walker in the mix as well. Who would you counsel, based on your evaluation, Jacksonville to choose at that spot? What do you think?
3: Wow. I mean, you know... my opinion on that based on film study and that's all I do so I don't get to meet these players I know I'm sure Aiden Hutchinson is a terrific kid um, and I think he'll be a good pro the player, and I doubt he will be the number one pick in the draft. But the player who I think of this particular group of pass rushers that in two or three, four years we could be talking about as the best of the group is Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Uh, now I doubt he'll be the number one pick in the draft, but I think that his combination of traits and his skill set are such that I could easily see him being the best pass rusher of the group uh, when as time goes by. Now Hutchinson is a very complete player. Uh, I think he's a really good prospect. He's he's not a bendy, flexible player. Um, he uses his hands really well. He's got short area explosiveness. Um, he obviously plays with tremendous competitiveness all the time. Um, but... Um, I, I think Jermaine Johnson, as we go further down the road, will be arguably the best pass rusher of this group.
1: Well, up the turnpike from where you uh, you work, sir, I mean, I know you don't traffic in the world of mock drafts, but so many mock drafts have Jermaine oh. Johnson winding up with the Giants, and Giants <laughs> fans are freaking out right now over that possibility. You they're
3: freaking out in a good way or a bad well, way? Well, I hope
1: it's a good way, because the kid lit it up at the combine, and I've heard nothing but great things about him. What do you see on, on film that makes you say what you just said?
3: Well, first of all, I I love the way he's built. He's kind of long, he's lean, he's sinewy, he really looks athletic, and he plays that way. Um, I think that he plays with power that sometimes belies his, his wiry frame, but there's a power element to his game, both as a run defender and pass rusher. He's naturally quick. There's just a quickness to his movement. I thought he used his hands effectively. Um I wouldn't say he's he's a, a natural bender off the edge in a in a strict sense, but he can bend. Um and I think that he's only scratching the surface of his ability to rush the quarterback. So I, I think that he's a guy you can line up on the edge. I think you can move him around your front, use him in what we call a joker, where he stands up and moves around, and you look for matchups with him. Um, and he's got excellent closing burst and speed. So I really liked his tape a lot. He had some really dominant snaps in the run game versus North Carolina State left tackle Ikiakwanu, which is um, – pretty surprising given that is just a, a man amongst boys when it comes to the run game
1: greg greg cosell here on the rich eisen show he's used the word matchup a few times and why not he's the ep and analyst on nfl matchup with matt bowen and sal Powell, senior producer of nfl films for 42 years and counting right here on the rich eisen show your evaluation of the quarterback class is what greg
3: cosell uh, I would probably put Kenny Pickett at the top of that list um, I think that he's just a very efficient ball distributor uh, I think that he has better mobility than people give him credit for you know to me it's if you reduce the quarterback position and there's so many variables rich as you know and you, we could have this conversation for three hours um, but ultimately it's it's to make the right kind of throw to the right receiver at the right time, and I think that Kenny Pickett does that extremely well. I think he 's well schooled in the kinds of pass game concepts that he, he needs to know to be an NFL quarterback because Mark Whipple was his offensive coordinator, and Mark Whipple has NFL experience, so you can see on tape that he 's familiar with those concepts and combinations um, so to me he 's the best i hear I hear a lot about he doesn 't have a special trait. Um, I understand what people mean by that, but no one is suggesting he's Josh Allen. You know, the, the point is, is can he be an efficient quarterback who can execute your offense snap after snap after snap and make the occasional improvisational play with his legs? He can be that guy, and I think he's prepared to play essentially right now.
1: What, what about uh, the rest of the group? Walk me through who else you um, think. Has I it.
3: think it'll be in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's funny. If you talk to coaches and ask them to give you a list of quarterback traits that they view as important um, – what in some ways would be non-negotiables, obviously the main trade would be ball location and ball placement. Because you theoretically could do everything right as a quarterback, Rich, but if you can't throw the ball where you want to, then you essentially have nothing. And I think quarterback trades start with so many things that people don't talk about. It starts with fundamentals, mechanics, repetitive mechanics. You think of someone like Tom Brady, who, who did not make plays outside the structure of the offense, but his repetitive mechanics, every single snap, it was exactly the same. You know, and, and the reason I mention that is because, to me, throwing the ball hard and running fast are not quarterback traits that are necessarily at the top of anybody's list. So... I know that people talk about Malik Willis that way. His tape in 2021 was not very good, and he ran an offense, which, of course, is not his fault. He's just the quarterback running the offense he's given, but he ran an offense that was very remedial and simplistic relative to what he's going to have to do in the NFL. So he can throw it hard, and he can run fast, and we'll see where his career goes and who drafts him. He's, he's going to need to be a, in a really well-coached system that defines things for him really cleanly, certainly early in his career. Um, The other quarterbacks in this draft I think all have issues that some can be coached, some can can't be coached. I think Sam Howell has very good traits. Um, he will freely admit he did not have a good year in 2021. He will freely admit that he tried to do too much, and therefore he left the pocket way too soon. He, he, he did not want to be in the pocket. He wanted to get out of the pocket. He didn't feel comfortable being there. So now we'll see if that translates or if he calms down and can run an offense because he, he's a good thrower of the football. Uh, he's got a good deep arm. He is mobile. Um Matt Corral. Matt Corral ran an offense, again, that he, it was an RPO quick game offense. He can snap the ball off well, particularly in the short-intermediate game. He's got that whip-like delivery, very compact, ball comes out. Uh, but that Lane Kiffin offense was quick game RPO and take some deep shots. So And he ran a lot, and he's not going to be doing that in the NFL. Um, Desmond Ritter, to me, is almost the most fascinating of these guys, yes. because he ran a lot of pro-style concepts, he has some issues as well. He's way too deliberate in his drop, and at times with his delivery, it can be a little elongated. He tends at times to drop his arm angle a little bit low, which causes ball placement issues, and he missed far too many layups. But I think in the right kind of offense where the run game is a featured foundation and there's play action, um, I think he can be very effective. And I think that he made some, some what we would call NFL throws within the context of the Cincinnati offense.
1: we got Greg Cosell, a few minutes left with the NFL Films senior producer here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, one of the keenest eyes evaluating uh, that uh, we can talk to. So um, last couple of years, Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase, remarkable rookie seasons yep. at the receiver position. Um, the kid, based on what you've seen of the All-22 that is more – you know, would would have a shot to make it three in a row um, with significant rookie seasons would be which receiver? Wow,
3: who? that's a great question because Chase was a no-brainer. Jefferson was not a no-brainer, by the way, and mm-hmm. he's obviously been phenomenal, but he was not a no-brainer. Um, I'm really intrigued with Garrett Wilson. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Stephon Diggs in the way in which he plays, and I think that's obviously a pretty good comparison. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of all the other receivers in this draft right now. I've seen the receivers probably the position I've watched the most players. So there's so many guys.
1: Yeah, there really are. They were they were they yeah. lit up. They lit up uh, Lucas Oil the combine. i mean well you know
3: it's funny just to respond to that point i think you're going to see now going forward because of sports science and advanced technology and training we're going to see just unbelievable performances i mean being there on the saturday night watching the d-line and linebackers sitting in the dome i mean these guys the athleticism is off the charts and it's only going to continue to get better and better because of the nature of training um but uh as far as receivers um uh, Traylon Burks fascinates me because he's a big man who moves well regardless of his 40 time he plays much faster he's got really big hands he catches everything I think you can move him around quite a bit I think there's a little bit of Debo Samuel to him in the fact that you can line him up all over including the backfield um, of course uh, you know some might see that more as a negative than a positive because uh, there's a Debo Samuel but there's also a, a LaVisca Chennault who some thought could be that guy and hasn't turned out to be that guy up to this point. Um, but Burke really fascinates me.
1: Before I let you go, Greg Cosell, I'm going to ask you a sports talk radio question. I'm giving oh, that... Oh, boy. I'm, here we go. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, here we go. Here we go. At least I walked through the front door here. All okay? right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm going to give you four acquisitions from this the march was insane as you know in the nfl okay yeah. i'm gonna give you four acquisitions and let's use your matchup brain your scheme fit brain here and you tell me which is going to be the most significant in terms of uh positive positive results this fall okay okay i need i need the most right i mean the all most, four of them okay. are all four of them are going to be significant but that's what the sports talk radio you can only choose one All right, which one is going to be the most significant this fall, wind up being the most significant? The acquisition of Russell Wilson for Nathaniel Hackett, okay? The acquisition of um, Devontae Adams for Derek Carr, the acquisition of Tyreek Hill for Tua and Mike McDaniel, or the acquisition of Matt Ryan for Frank Reich. I'll give you those four again. Russell Wilson. Okay, you you go. I got him. Okay, which one you You got for me? Which one?
3: I'm going to go Tyreek Hill for this reason, because I think Mike McDaniel really understands what Tua is, as most people do. When you talk to coaches at the Combine about Tua, they all understand his limitations and what he has to be in order to be effective. So now you have the RPO game and the quick game throws to two burners in Waddle and Hill who can take short passes and go the distance, because that's what their pass game needs needs to be. And I think that the acquisition of Hill really will impact that significantly, because now you can have one guy on each side, and that that makes... You know, two is an RPO quarterback, um, and he can throw the deep ball, but he's not a sit on his back foot and drive the ball in the middle of the field quarterback. So you need the quick game, you need the RPO game. And I think Hill, who ran an RPO game, was part of an RPO game in Kansas City, he can take those quick slants, those glance routes, and he can turn them into much more.
1: See, that was an answer to a sports talk radio question, and we're both surviving it. We both lived. That was great. Well, I, no, I Perfect. mean,
3: I gave you a football answer.
1: You did, which is great. So here's a, it's a, here's a bonus one then. Which oh, one? Which, oh, here you go. Which, and, I, and I know that we don't know in the draft because, you know, I'm assuming both of these teams are going to draft a rookie receiver in the first round. Which one is more of a significant departure that will affect uh, the way that they operate? Hill now no longer being there for Mahomes or Adams for Rodgers? Which one, Adams you got? for Rodgers,
3: huh. uh, because that was basically their pass game to a large, large extent. I was almost close to saying Adams to your first question, because I think Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the game. Right. And, and so I was very close to that. But I just thought that with the speed and the way, the way they need to sort of orchestrate their pass game, that Hill is really a big factor for Miami. But Adams, to me, has been over the last couple of years the, the most complete wide receiver. You could say Hill's clearly more dynamic and more explosive. That's without question. But I think Adams is the most complete wide receiver over the last couple of years.
1: Yeah, I know. I, I, you, you, right? Green Bay's going to have to get him, uh, a receiver. They're going the to have to draft
3: right? a receiver somewhere along the line.
1: Well, first round, right? I mean, we can't... You we...
3: would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> well... <laughs> you do have to line up with wideouts in this league.
1: I mean, Rogers will need to get started with the kid. He might actually bring the card up in Vegas and then just take him and go somewhere and start Unless throwing. Unless they're going
3: to go back to the Packers sweep with a seal here and a seal there.
1: Yeah, that's right. That's, well done. <laughs> well done, sir. Thank you so much, Greg Cosell. Say hi to everybody uh, in, at films for me We'll chat again soon. Greatly right, Rich, appreciate, it. appreciate it. Thank you very much. Okay. Greg Cosell, right there on the Rich Eisen show. I love talking to him. Makes me smarter. At Greg Cosell on Twitter. I follow him. You should as well. What'd you take out of that? Anything?
4: Jermaine Johnson, huh?
1: Jermaine Johnson Johnson. is a kid who jumped out of the gym in Indianapolis. And we're all talking about Walker and Hutchinson and Thibodeau. And he lurks there and the Giants are going to snap him up. I think they take him over Thibodeau if he's available. If that's the way they're going to go. What is that? six? I don't know uh, the stuff off the Giants top. Are five. Giants are five, five. and they're Panther. five and seven. Right, Panthers. Right. Six. I think what they're going to do is they're going to wind up. Here's the way the Giants. I think right now, as we're sitting here, um, three weeks from draft week, I think the Giants. Here's 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 what I think the Giants' dream scenario is. They have their choice of left tackle at five. Yep. And then they have their choice of Thibodeau or Jermaine Johnson at seven. That's it. Or they have their choice at, at um, left tackle at five and their choice of wide receiver at seven. I think they should go pass rusher at seven. That they've, you know, they've got some... But don't forget they got Galladay. They got... Yeah, Sterling Shepard. They still have all these right. guys. Yeah they they got uh, Tony too who yep. when he was healthy last year he was awesome he looked like you know a total difference maker
4: still have Saquon great
1: pass catcher right you just need to protect your quarterback and go hunt the other one that's the way I'd go right if i'm a, if 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 you're a giant fan right here right now and the crazy thing is that going into the combine and coming out of it d dj daniel jeremiah was saying he was getting so much crap from giants fans saying that they should take trevon walker in the first round and giants friends were going oh, you don't you're crazy no way he was like showing me some of the responses he was getting
4: and he's not now he's not going to be there <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> I'm not going to be there. I'm, yeah, it's like Magic <laughs> Johnson. I'm not, not going to be there. there. I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there.
4: Also, Desmond Ritter, huh? I wonder if That's he, uh... two
1: guys now. I know. Our last two evaluators. Bucky Brooks on Friday, Greg Cosell today. The guy who is off the radar screen as a first-rounder that's going to be particularly successful, who's really intriguing to them, is Desmond Ritter. What Dak... Was the comparison right that that yeah. Bucky made on Friday? Yeah, I
4: really liked when we talked with him too, a couple
1: weeks ago. I think we may have to have him personally here now. I think Greg just had you when he said sauce. That was well. We got to hit that. Oh, man. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. Wow. We're gonna hit that when we come back. Sauce. South. South. Uh, there, has last th- night. there has been. There has been. There has. We have. We have received a message from the. From Planet Sauce. A word? Okay. It has been received. We've made not, contact. Not, we've made no, I contact. Kind of, I was kind of busy last night hanging out with your boy DK. Oh, no. This, is, By the way, we got to talk about all that. <laughs> we got to do all of that. We got lots
4: going on.
1: And we've got what's more likely. And then we've got... Overreaction Monday, we, we, We've got Overreaction Monday. And then oh, we're man. getting signals. We're hailing We're hailing a signal from Augusta, Georgia. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how to handle it. We've got to talk it out how we're going to handle it because it's coming. I think it's coming. We've got to talk it out how we're going to handle it. And I have an idea. It's not very advanced or um, nuanced. But before we take a break,
4: that's the only way to handle it.
1: Before we take a break, (laughs) our friends at Mercedes want to ask you the last time you seriously considered your dream. It's probably been a very long time. It's now time for you to get back in touch with your dream. And you should go and listen to Mercedes-Benz when they say live the van life in a totally customized Mercedes-Benz Sprinter. You could tour around all 423 national park sites. You can go visit your family. You could go on some sort of a retreat. You can go on a vacation. You could build a mountain cabin with your dad or start your own business. It's really whatever you dream up. Because it's a Mercedes-Benz van that we're talking about. You can expect innovative safety features like crosswind assist and blind spot assist. Amazing performance and reliability is what you can expect with an MBUX voice command system, a five-star dealer network, and an available gas engine. It all runs like a dream. So what do you say? Head to the Mercedes-Benz van dealership and get that Sprinter. Tell them your dream sent you. Eight four four two zero four. rich We'll chat in a moment. back here 844-204-RICH number to dial okay folks uh, let's take a phone call sideline mike's been hanging on for over an hour what's going on sideline mike what's your two cents on everything going on sir
0: well gentlemen richard tj my son had me watching roman reigns with that that killer arm boy i thought he was gonna rip his arm and i uh, probably was gonna rip his arm out and anyway.
2: i thought his arm uh, did so- pop out mike
0: Man, I'll be six years old in July. The phase won the World Series by George. Oh, Uh-oh. he's
1: driving around Atlanta.
0: Your yeah. ended Coach K's career Monday night. I'm on my deck with ten of my frat brothers. Oh, outside! Oh man, we got ribs. We got pork steaks. We got. <laughs> Postal kill possible. We got it all. And when Caleb Love raised up and hit that jumper, brother, I about jumped off the deck. You understand me? <laughs> you understand me? The <laughs> tell you is this. Juba Davis gave an explanation as to why he called a timeout with Caleb Love on the line. He was coaching J.P. He had a kid that made one free throw, missed one free throw. The other team went down. Hit a three and won the game. He said the reason why he called timeout, he wasn't ice this guy rich. He had to get everybody organized, who to foul, when to foul, what to do if they make a three, what to do if they don't make a three. He made up his mind. That day he lost that J.D. game. The next time he was in that situation, he was calling timeout. So that's the explanation. I for love
1: that. it. I love but it,
0: baby. You talk about playing with house money. Let me tell you something, brother. We ended it in Cameron. We ended it in New Orleans. We got some magic in New Orleans. Let's go back to 1982, baby, with a guy by the name of Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I'm just going to leave that right down. But, hey, man, we didn't come here to lose. Duke was just the next team on the schedule, baby. And I ain't trusting Bill Self so far as I can see. And we will hoist the trophy. And No. Nobody in Durham can say a darn thing to any talk or you know, moving
1: forward because Chris Brockman said so, and I'm gone. <laughs> Sideline Mike,
0: Side Mike, respect. Boom, <laughs> boom, bo 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 bo.
1: I think his phone cut out as he was explaining that the Braves won the World Series and the Georgia, Georgia Bulldogs, Bulldogs won the national championship in football. And I just have pork steaks on I mean, the grill. I mean, like, and, yeah. and he's a <laughs> Carolina fan on top of it. He's living his best life right yes, there. Yes, he is. You're not missing too much right there man, man. I, I just want to live that life just for even a split second I have distant memories of that and it was nice
2: it was a long time ago what what was? Just, you know when your teams were good and winning oh, titles oh my gosh it was a long time
1: ago but we're so, not like Brockman we don't have that type of luck so as you know I I have um I've already handed in the Jets card in the draft
4: <laughs> oh, we we ran that haul down last week
1: okay we did and i just Last week, when I said I'm ready to hand in the Jets card at fourth overall because the guy I want, I believe, will be there available at fourth overall, and uh, it being Ahmad Sauce Gardner, Sauce, um, and I said I want because he lives on Planet Sauce, <laughs> and I, I I want somebody who lives on his own planet, and that's going to be the new <laughs> version of Reeves Island, is Planet Sauce. It's like you're on his planet, you're on his. He covers all surface of Planet Sauce, um, and and you're on his, you're on you're in his orbit. Okay, like that's. That's the way I kind of view it. And I know I, I, you said I should, I should be the one to intercept the card and make the announcement, like just just, just, just stiff-arm the commissioner of the NFL. And, and I said that that's just not even remotely possible yeah. from various reasons. One, just spatially, we're so far away I can't do it from the <laughs> NFL Network draft set to the, to the draft hall. And secondly, you know, my career would be over, and I don't plan to have my career be over just yet. And I do believe I said that I, if I did do it, I would look at the ESPN set and tell Greeny to suck it. <laughs> and something. I know, folks, you know, I I kind of was going through um, uh, um, that segment, and I, I forgot to add the most important part of that because I don't want people to think that I I disliked Mike Greenberg. Oh, He's no. a fellow Jet fan. Oh yeah, that was my point. Right. I was I thought I implied it um like to look at another fellow jet fan who's hosting the draft and say suck it i'm the one to do it like that was where i was going which is why i said greeny would nod his head like the Robert redford gif, right. like yes he understands. I understand. yes thank you appreciate that <laughs> you hit that one so i just want to you know i want to i want to go through errors and omissions and, and set this all up by saying you know even though i i've i've handed in the card like it was on uh, march 31st i handed in the card or was it april 1st it wasn't even an april fool's joke I, I i mean it and nothing's gonna get me off of that as a matter of fact it's, it's only going to be more and more solidified put it up there this is man's tweet i'm the best player in the draft he tweeted out apropos of nothing out of nowhere on the third of april Last night. Last night. Sunday night just takes to Twitter, I'm the best player in the draft, at I am Sauce Gardner. I love his handle. I love his attitude. And if you are somebody who is building a team, you are building a culture, you are building a culture and a team as a defensive-minded coach, and you are understanding, as Joe Douglas does... Build from the inside, out. Build from the lines and the line play, out. After you've got the quarterback that you think that you have. And that's why it was kind of an outlier to go get, try and go get Tyreek Hill. Like you're going to suddenly spend 30 million bucks a year on a wideout? Now you're like, well, Rich, you know, sauce is on the outside. Yeah, he also cuts the field in half. Ask um, ask the the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars how they liked having uh, Jalen Ramsey. Ask how the Rams <laughs> how they like having Jalen Ramsey. But ask the Jaguars, was it worth the fifth overall pick to have Jalen Ramsey? Uh-huh, yeah. Fourth overall selection, I want Sauce Gardner because if you're throwing Stephon Diggs at me, you're throwing Tyree Kill at me. And now Brockman, it seems like the Patriots have kind of, I shouldn't use the phrase, woken up, oh, but uh, I I, <laughs> I know that the Patriots fans will kind of be like, you know, when are we going to get ourselves a nice shiny toy for our young quarterback from Alabama in the same way that yeah. the, Miami just did?
4: Finally got a decent wide receiver. Well, they went
1: down and they got a wide receiver from Miami yeah. and Devontae Parker, and I'm sure Dolphins fans are sitting there going, you know what? I understand. I get it. I get it. I get it that we got Cedric Wilson in free agency, and that we got Tyreek Hill. Of course, we have the ability to send Parker out, but to go and send him in division, like, do we not know the history of Wes Welker? I mean, <laughs> if we not have we not doomed ourselves to repeat it? Like, because uh, trust me, Patriots go get a receiver from Miami. Devonte, congratulations! You're going to the Pro Bowl, man.
4: Pro Bowl, maybe Super Bowl. There you I'm go, not man. Sure. Yeah. Congrats! Let's catch the ball this time.
1: <laughs> what? That man. one was kind of wild. Like, okay, you're going to send a Patriots took him, which apparently might mean the end of Nikhil Harry may finally get what he asked for last year, which was his New England exit visa. Hit the bricks. And uh, Nikil, you can't go Nikhil Harry and mention him without mentioning a man who T.J. Jefferson hung with at WrestleMania 38, D.K. Metcalf. Was he in the Yellowstone suite that he, you were in last night at care of Peacock and all of our friends at Peacock Television?
2: Yeah, the, first of all, the Peacock suite was amazing. Yes, was. So that you walked in and um, right off the bat, you know they they were giving away cowboy boots which was interesting. So DK came in. You know, they had a bunch of celebrities. Brockman, when I first walked in, the funny part was, I've been to these suites hundreds of times with my friends, right? These type of affairs. Not this sweet, but okay. you know, like.
1: No, 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 no. You, it's okay, TJ. We <laughs> like it when you say it with your chest, okay. too. Wow. I, I don't mean suites. You I mean know, I know a lot of very famous <laughs> people. <laughs> you know, okay, Ash I Ash may have misspoken. You know when Ashton has those court-signed seats. When you, when you go to, like, certain events and they have. they yeah, have with getting, Michael Jordan the golf tournaments. Of course. Sorry.
2: <laughs> you were saying? Oh, we, we Okay. No, I, I was going to stop talking while you were interrupting. But <laughs> So you were hanging with DK. So what I'm saying is it was kind of unreal. I've been to a lot of gifting suites with friends, and I'm always like a plus one, right? Yes. Which uh-huh. is fine. But I opened up the door to the suite, and I kind of stand there, and there are people in there. The first person I see was Jimmy Hart the mouth of the south oh, wow. and I, oh. I'm standing there and I'm like okay and then I hear this woman go that's T.J. Jefferson that's been that was the first time in my life that's ever happened <laughs> yeah. so that's I was just like this
1: the one not so not the I was just like, one yes we took yeah. out the plus yeah so I was like yeah. yes
2: it is T.J. Jefferson so go in there they had the whole suite it was set up like western style and it, you know it was awesome so D.K. came in you know he, how was he The thing is, I didn't really talk to him too much in the suite because it was like people were just coming and trying in their boots and then they left. So I spoke with him in the hallway. I introduced myself, told him with the Rich Eisen show. A few weeks ago, we put up a uh, Twitter poll about everyone's socks on the show and he had retweeted it and commented like do I have to choose one of these? So I brought that up to him and he remembered and laughed and I told him I worked on with you on the show. Oh, and he's like, great. "Rich is my man." But and let's my- cut to the chase. Did he say anything
1: <laughs> about uh, maybe not being a Seattle Seahawk in any way, shape, or form? Because okay. the mm. word from the ESPN Street today is he could be had for the right price. Which, by the way, that's kind of so, <laughs> yep. so can we all? Yes, so can we all. But
2: it's it's I, he did not. But I tell you what, DK Metcalf. When Daniel Jeremiah said he was a human bat suit there is no greater definition of a human being. Like I'm a big, Person. I'm 6'3", and about two sixty. This guy made me seem like a child, Rich. Like did he, he is
1: so swole. Did he? Because you know, word is that he eats bags of candy every day. Did you see that? Yeah, he Works yeah, out. He works out. He eats, and bags, of eats candy. bags of candy. <laughs> did, did he? Did he hit the AT and T Stadium I, you know, dessert card? Did not that see. he stroll by the Yellowstone Peacock Suite? I don't know if they have one of those there at, at, I mean, at Jerry, uh, Jerry Jones. World. Get on that, man! You, you know. know, come
4: on. All, All right, right. so yeah, there was, was just, nothing it was a, out of,
1: a, we can't glean anything about DK Metcalf's future. No,
2: I told Brotman something this morning. I said he was standing in front of a picture of Michael Irvin on the wall, and I asked him, where are you going to be? And he tapped the picture and walked away. But that didn't happen. But, I was just telling no. that to Chris. <laughs> So it's say, uh, I would
1: say, nobody tells DK Metcalf he could be the next anything no. but DK Metcalf, as uh, Jim Schwartz, once upon a time, famously learned before a game. <laughs> that DK then went off on the Philadelphia Eagles that night. He, As Jim Schwartz said, hey, man, I think you're going be the next Megatron. You remind me of Megatron. He's like, do you remember that? He yeah, told yeah. him, don't oh, yeah. talk to me, oh, yeah. oh, essentially. Oh, yeah. All right, so we're cool. Rich Eisen show and DK Metcalf. Hey, it's he said, cool. he quote, unquote, Rich is my man. There we go. So, And I feel like DK is mine. Certainly if now the Jets want to make a maneuver there, Dude, here we go. This is it, man. You have to give up one of those number ones. Give him, you want to give, give them their pick back? Number 10. Want to give it back? Sure. I wouldn't for Tyreek, yeah. but for DK. He's, he's younger, more physical, cold weather. Here we go. I know Tyreek didn't play in the middle of uh, the center of the earth. 10 uh, overall is tough.
4: I don't think I would do that.
1: I'm just going I'm feeling it. I want sauce. Bring me sauce. South. Essentially. Bring me, Bring me sauce. <laughs> when, I mean, when we come back, we got to take a break here. Um, if you don't mind. We'll, 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 and I want to hear more about WrestleMania now and number 3. But when we come back, um, Chris, um, <laughs> TJ Richard <laughs> Richard Seth, we're 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 going to need to to get ready for what appears to be happening.
4: Mm. Yeah.
1: Once the national championship game ends Bro. and we turn the page to the next major sporting event, what appears to be on the horizon and lurking and happening, we need to prepare ourselves to go. not act like complete and total children. Is, is it going to happen though? <laughs> Let's take a break. 844-204-RICH. <laughs> Number to dial. Don't go anywhere. Also overreaction Monday coming up. back here on the Rich Austin oh, show. Uh, Most viewed thing I've ever done in anything anywhere. Period. Has anyone come, come up to on Walton? the street and mentioned that they saw no, you? No. It's kind of uh, not yet. <laughs> but uh, over a billion people have seen it and I I'm think. Getting a,
4: oh, I'm getting an crazy. updated tally.
1: Right. I think it, uh, the We're video close. on YouTube Six,
4: 660 million.
1: Okay, there you go. Yeah. Close so. enough to a billion there for There you me. go. Yep. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> We had Scott Van Pelt on last week and we were talking about how he was talking about how ESPN was all over the coverage of Coach K and if Coach K makes the final game and wins it all, that the tonnage of coverage would just be a lot. Gave everyone that sort of heads up, even though I don't think we needed it, but he he, he stated what needed to be stated, that there is a lot for fans to take in when it comes to Coach K if he goes the whole way. And I said, well, that would be child's play if Tiger actually comes back and plays in the Masters next week. Is it possible? And he talked about how it was absolutely possible. It's not nothing, I think, is what he said at the time. And then a day later or two days later, you said uh, Tiger went to Augusta National and played with his son and Justin Thomas, correct? Correct. And and it's like, okay, he's just kicking the tires and apparently he did very well or came through it physically well. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, this man nearly died in a car accident two Februarys ago. Fourteen months ago? Correct. We tib-fib fracture, his foot it. was crushed. like Almost amputated. Yeah. Like, we're, 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 we thought on the spot we'll never see him play golf again. I think we even said that. Mm-hmm. But we also said it's Tiger Woods, you never know. <laughs> but we deep down understood. We'll probably never see him again. Well... I'm reading from masters.com and I don't believe this would be an article that would be written if Tiger didn't want it to be written, to be very honest with you. Uh, You know, I don't look at at masters.com and think that this is, you know, some sort of journalistically independent organization. You know? But, be that as it, may, I don't mean to... I shouldn't say those things because I don't know the guy who wrote it. fellow named Jim McCabe. This is an article on, on Masters dot com.
4: I think he's a longtime AP. Correct.
1: And so California. I shouldn't say so exactly. So I shouldn't yeah. I shouldn't say this. That, but I, I I would truly believe like if Tiger didn't want something out there, it wouldn't be out there. Okay. But the headline is Woods looks serious in Sunday practice round. And, oh, my God, he looks great. I, I even said to you, Chris, is this yesterday? Because mm-hmm. he he looks totally in shape. He looks swole. He looks like Tiger. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the video that accompanied this story on, on the uh, Masters Twitter account, yep. he's moving around like – Nothing happened. He looks incredible.
4: It's it's I,
1: I'm and getting the, goosebumps uh, right now
4: just talking. About and it.
1: the article talks about how you know he got out there on the back nine, and his longtime caddy was there with him, and he chit chatted with a bunch of players, and you know he missed the green at numbers ten and eleven, played twelve nicely, reached thirteen and two. <laughs> 14th green is where he spent spent most of his time putting then chipping and pitching. But, you know, he was out there. He is first shot wide left and bunkered at the par 316th. Only time in nine holes he hit his second tee shot. And he stuffed it to about a foot and a half which produced the biggest smile of his practice session, though truthfully the entire two-plus hours appeared to be thoroughly enjoyable for him. If he wasn't looking or didn't feel confident about it, he would not say, you know
4: what I'm saying? I, again, I, I, Rich, I, I don't want to alarm I, you, but ESPN right now has live footage of Tiger working on chipping. And he looks amazing. <laughs> he looks amazing. So Daniel Rappaport uh, covers golf. Uh, for PGA Tour Insider Golf Digest. He was reporting this morning uh, that is going to play some holes again this afternoon. Ian O'Connor, our friend from The Post, said that Tiger's caddy, Joe LaCava, was out walking the course with Bones McKay, who now caddies for Justin Thomas. LaCava said he expects Tiger to play some this afternoon and, quote, likes the way his guy looks.
1: Tiger tweeted out over the weekend... That he's going to have a game time decision. Now, you're saying that's up until whatever tea time think, his name's involved yeah, I, with I right now? I think it's
4: whatever Thursday's. I don't think the tea times are out yet, but whatever his Thursday go time is, Tiger's scheduled to meet with the media tomorrow at 11 Eastern. We'll find out more then, maybe?
1: Let me tell you something. We need to talk this out because I think it's going to happen and I'm trying to make. I'm trying to. I'm, you know, I'm a 52 year old man who's been be covering a lot of stuff. It. I've been yeah. covering this guy ever since I stepped on the set of Sports Center in 1996. But if he does this and he plays, I, I mean, I, I there's no other there's no other way to put it other than oh my god, like oh,
4: it's almost more impressive. Tiger Woods,
1: like it's this is. I think this is going to happen. I think so too. Which is nothing short of remarkable. Why? I mean, again, he's meeting with the media tomorrow, and and masters dot com. Here, here it is. Look, this is the story right here. I mean, it's a whole to do. And Woods looks serious in Sunday practice round. This is all out there. And if he didn't want it out there, as a tease or or what? Like this is serious business, and it's not like he's limping around or he could only do one hole. Like he's he went out last week. Now he's out today. He went out yesterday. He's going to go out again. How the hell is he
4: pulling this off? Just this
1: alone is amazing.
4: Know. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I, I can't really grasp my mind around it. I, I can't really contain my excitement. Like, I'm just trying to stay level-headed. I'm trying to keep expectations at zero. What am I gonna come out here and say he's gonna win again? I mean, that's like that's that's insane. All right, be careful. I
1: don't want to slap anybody. <laughs> come on, man. Is that a threat? <laughs> come on.
4: There are no tea times up yet. Tea times have not been announced.
1: Because I will slap somebody if this doesn't happen. I'm looking if at it. If this you. doesn't happen now, because I'm, I'm I think I'm there.
4: I mean, just get, I'm gonna be so useless on Thursday and Friday. Heads up!
1: Just, As opposed to uh, what other Thursday? <laughs> I'm
2: gonna make sure you got baby powder in case you do need to slap somebody. I mean, you know, just put it right in the palm of
1: your hand. I think it is happening. I think it's happening.
4: It's all happening. You gotta to pick him in the pool? No, <laughs> oh, man. <but> I, <laughs> you're gonna want to. I mean, last time
1: he won. I mean, last time he won. I had my daughter, who was six at the time right? Was it two years ago or three years ago? Three, three years ago. ago. So she was five sitting on the bed and I had her just smile and take a picture in that portrait mode. And you could see she's in perfect focus. And on the background, it's Tiger with his arms up. Cause I just wanted to show her one day, you know, when Tiger won his last, that this is what she looked like. And I, this, again, these are the type, there were certain, Players and, and athletes where you want to document your own experiences, your own life experiences. I can't imagine what this is, how this is happening. I can't even imagine that he's out there. And again, I, I just want to apologize. I shouldn't have said what I said about that masters.com is not something that's journalistically independent or anything like that. Or, or, or cast a, a, a pall on, on who wrote this article. Because I hate that when people say NFL Network is, a, is a, an arm of the NFL and that we can't say what we want to say. but I, I, just say don't know, I just don't know if Masters.com would be putting this at the very top of their news stack if there was no chance of this happening.
4: Yeah, but, so that guy Dan Rappaport a half hour ago said he walked by the driving range and overheard at least four different conversations between players about Tiger. They're as amazed by this as the rest of, of us. Of course. Of course, Aaron. Who's he going to be paired with if he does play? Can you imagine that threesome? Well, don't you, I don't know.
1: Would they put him with Justin Thomas?
4: And I think so, right?
1: Right. Would they?
4: I mean, if it's him, Justin Thomas, and Rory, it's uh, like the greatest. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah. As a group of all time.
2: Fourteen months ago, we thought the guy might be dead. In a, that's correct. In a ditch. may never
4: just, walk again. Might yeah. lose a leg. Just, just a few miles. From
1: right up the street. Basically, With, yeah. we we were just stunned walking around here. Just stunned. And now, he's coming back. It looks like. Guys, I think this is really happening. Let's go. I mean, and again, you know, I'm I I'm as j I'm I'm I don't want to say jaded. I'm as skeptical as anybody right. else yeah. these days anymore. Yeah. And what to believe and what not to believe. But I, this has all the makings of him coming back. Hour three, Dr. J coming up.